subject that I want to try to bring is uh, the elect angel. Whether you give that much thought or not, I don't know. I haven't for some time. Have Bible study every first Wednesday in every uh, month. And uh, I asked the church if they had anything particular they'd like to study. And so a sister came to me one time and she said, uh, I'd like to study about angels. And I said, well, that sounds like a good subject. But I didn't say it to her what I'm about to say. I thought, we'll have two sessions of this and we'll have it over with, you know. I know we ran five stations and maybe six. And I began to dig and study on this, and they're just going to give me 45 minutes to do this. Now, I'm not complaining to you, don't get me wrong, but if I only do what I do the way the Lord wants it to, it's just going to be an appetizer for you. You go home and dig it out for yourself, okay? Because I'm not going to come anyway here exhausting this subject. I never have any anyway. I'll show you by uh, what I mean. Angels, the plural, occurs 93 times in 91 verses in the Bible. The word angel occurs 201 times in 102 verses. And you just got in trouble that in 45 minutes. You're wrong. I don't care how hard a prayer you are. But would you, would you pray? Because I love you. I too. And you young ones have come and haven't been here before. And all the rest of you, I wouldn't want to say something to mislead you for anything in this world. And I'm humble and I'm willing enough to say if somebody asks you about a subject, brother, about any particular thing in the Bible, and I don't know it, I just say, I don't know. You're wrong in trying to make up something. You're changing its meaning, and everything goes with it. We're going to consider the origin. Nature, office, history of a very distinct class of created beings called angels. I'm speaking again in regards to elect angels. They're known as angels of righteousness. These are the ones that didn't fall. So that's the ones I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> How many believe in angels? You believe in angels? Well, I'm glad you do. And I feel sorry for it if you don't. The Sadducees didn't believe in them, did they? They didn't even believe in a hereafter. 
Couldn't have said they didn't believe in the resurrection. The philosophical teachers didn't believe it. They were materialists. So it's an epicurean. They didn't believe in it. When you died, you just dead like a dog. Brethren, I hope when I get done, and I hope and pray God helps me in such a way, uh, that uh, you just feel like flying out of this place. Well, that's what's going to take me out of here. So that's what elect angels are about. Now they they also referred to as angels of light. These are the angels of righteousness. For example, in Luke fifteen ten, likewise I say unto you, that's Jesus talking to his disciples. There is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Now the joy is on the souls of our false fathers that's gone on to glory, where the joy comes from. They're just observing. There's activity in heaven, brethren. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, that's the church. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And brethren, if the church had ever present himself as the true bride that defeated Jesus, then brethren, we would just be the very end result of that. And there's been times we have. And there's been times we haven't. The meaning of angels, I want to get this. The meaning of angels. The word angel means messenger. That's what it means. Anyone bearing message from another is in this original sense an angel. It's restricted, though, to certain persons. In this original sense, pastors of the seven churches in Asia are called angels of the church. They sure are. And yet, this general term, angel, by abundant usage, designates a special class of created beings appointed into a distinctive office. So, I'm telling you, by the help of God, there's heavenly angels and there's earthly angels. You truly been called of God to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're an angel. You sure are. Now that's not put you on a pedestal. It sure isn't. It should humble you. And I tell you what it ought to do, in that humbleness, help you to realize beyond the shadow of a doubt and that, uh, uh, that you've got a tremendous responsibility. You see, if you've been called to that office, you're in the highest office that ever was on this earth. You are. There's no higher office. President of the United States, king of every nation, can't even hold a light to it. And most of them doesn't have any lights to hold. 
he goes on to say in this that the pastors are called angels of the churches and and uh, and in that general term we are de designated now he didn't say that deacons were called angels i've heard people say that if the preacher can't be there then the deacon carries on the service as far as preaching is concerned i never read that in my bible or in god's word he's got a designated uh uh, uh a responsibility himself. Uh, he takes care of a regular business. Now, the order of heavenly angels. Herb, one angel. Herbs and turbans is more than one. These have wings that do fly. Seraph is one. Seraph or seraph is more than one. They have three pairs of wings. Brother Davis, I believe, read uh, in Isaiah 6 yesterday. You remember that? The seraphim. They had two wings that covered the feet, two that covered the face, and two to fly with. This is the high order in my understanding. They are the high order. The others are the, of the lower order. All created of God. In, in Isaiah, it reads in the sixth chapter, in the first, uh, second verse, above it stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings, with twain he did cover his face. With twain he did fly, pardon me, did cover his feet, and with twain he did fly. Cherubs are the lower order, seraphim is the higher order. Names of the heavenly archangels. They have names. General terms are Gabriel means messenger, special messenger. Michael is the angel of war. He's the one that's going to set one foot on the land and the other on the sea. And I'm paraphrasing because the verse is so long I never could remember. <laughs> but, but it boils down this time was, time is, and time shall be no more. And I'm just going to put this in, and you may hate me for it, I don't know. But you can believe in the, a thousand years after this is over with, if you want to. I'm not going to be around to see it. I'm fighting my battle right now. I'm fighting it now. And if you don't believe in that, I'm not going to argue with you because you don't pay to argue. Don't you ever bargain, preachers, over with anybody else. Don't ever argue over the scriptures about anything. You can discuss them with open heart. But if you're going to argue about it, you just well stop, because you're going to get harder-headed, and they're going to get harder-headed, and time it's all done, why, you haven't got anywhere but waste precious time.
and cause a lot of division, too. And then first thing you know, preachers are going out somewhere else, and it's a pitiful thing that a preacher has to uh, uh, cut down some other preacher standing in a sacred place like this. I want to tell you something by the help of God. What you can't say outside that door, you better not say up here. You'll either get a fat lip over it. This is not ever to be used as a shield. Not supposed to. It's sacred, folks. It's a holy place. I remember also in Isaiah where it says that he spoke about it and, it, and the cloud filled, the smoke filled the temple. The angel said, Holy, holy, holy. Do you ever stop to think what that probably means? He was, he is, and he shall be forever. So we got Michael. Also, before the fall, our angels had Lucifer and Isaiah. The son of the morning. Apparently, these all evidence he stood real close or next to the throne of God. You have to come back next year to listen to the next one in regards to Lucifer. That, that's the, the origin of sin. You say, boy, God give you that kind of revelation and that kind of leadership a year ahead of time? Well, if you knew me, you'd have to be. <laughs> when were they created? When were they created? Genesis 2, 2 uh, 1 and 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day, and from all of his work which he had made. And then in Psalms 148, 2, Praise ye him, all ye angels. Praise ye him, all ye hosts. He finished his work according to Genesis 1 and 2. That is, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. He created the whole universe. He created all that was going to be created. He finished his work. Colossians 1, 16 and 17, that is Christ. Were all things created that were, are in heaven, that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Now why were they created? Why were they created? Psalms 104, 
4 and 5, to make of his angels spirit. His ministers of flaming fire, who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. Hebrews 1.14 Are they not all ministering here? Sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Who are the heirs of salvation? God's saved. God's elect. First Peter 3.22 Who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God that's Christ angels and authorities and powers be made subject unto him. Now I want you to get this if you don't get anything else. Let us remember that the angels are not the spirit of God I'm talking about the third person of the Godhead. They're not. But minister in the Spirit of God. How many angels did he create? You have any idea? Genesis 1. Pardon me, Genesis 32, 1. Angels of God met Jacob. Psalms 68, 17. And the chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. And the Lord is among them, as in Sinai, in the holy place. Daniel 7, 10. A fiery stream issued. And came forth from before him, thousands, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. And the judgment was set, and the books were open. Revelation 5:11. I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, thousands of thousands. He created enough of them. He created enough of them. The creation of angels preceded that of the universe matter of the sort, of course. Now, take on it very seriously. That of man as well. In other words, the first creation was when angels were made, we know this by the case because Psalms 104, 4 and 5, these angels were employed in bringing the chaotic earth matter into order. Now, God spoke it in order. God spoke it in order. Now follow me. From the passage of Job 38, 7, we are told that the sons of God shouted for joy over the world when it was created. Now, 
I had a little difficulty with that when they called him the sons of God. But I got a hold of a Hebrew Greek scholar and discussed this with him as well as those I could discuss it with. And I, uh, we have agreed, and I agree with the others, that this has pertained to angels. They, uh, they watched it. In other words, the angels watched this. God set this in order day by day. They watched it. They, they in some way participated in it. And when it was finished, rejoiced over the beautiful completion. By nature, angels are a pure spirit. Psalms 104.4, Hebrews 1.14, and Ephesians 6.12. Angels are sexless. Did you hear me? Angels are sexless. They don't have any reproductive organs. So that's why I had to create all of them when he did. And he said, you need to sure of that, Brother Free. All right, here's the Bible. We find that uh, Christ's enemies, the Sadducees, came to him and said, uh, if, uh, uh, if a man was to marry a wife, if she not have any children, this is found in uh, the 22nd chapter of Matthew. It starts with the 23rd verse. He said, according to Moses, that if, it, if one was to die and hadn't had any children, then, then uh, the brother of that father was to take the wife and raise up seed. That's uh, the name of and in, in, to Abraham. In other words, that's the propagation and going on with the family name. They went so far to say, uh, she went through 12 of these, I mean seven of these. And then they said, now, which one will be her husband in heaven? Even some of our people have this most unusual thinking about this thing I ever heard of. Well, they have. They haven't read the Bible. For one thing, look at this. He gets the 28th verse. He says, Therefore, in uh, the resurrection, whose wife shall be on the, uh, on the, of the seven? For they all had her. Jesus answered and said, Ye do err, in knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor given in marriage, but they are as the angels which are in heaven. Now that doesn't mean, I've heard people also, especially when a young child dies, or something, uh, of the family, or whoever it may be, well, they're going to heaven to be an angel. That's as far from Baptist doctrine there is. Now it is. You're not going to grow any wings. 
but you'll be separate in the new body. You sure will. And those, I've had it asked me, well, they look at it, some of our own people do, in terms, when it gets there, it'll be the family united again, and we'll just go on like we're here on earth, except in a better place. That's as far from the truth as it can be. Well, then what is truth? I'll tell you, brethren, our way of life totally changed from down here. Or we wouldn't be able to get along as well as we are here. And I believe every individual's ever been saved is going to go to heaven, whether they're a member of the church or whether they're not. That's a promise of God. But I do know this. There hasn't ever been a wedding without guests. And that's what I call those that never joined the church. They're going to be the guests at the wedding. And I want to tell you another thing of what I believe, and I'm going to use it in that term, because don't go out here and say, well, the Bible says this, or he says the Bible says this. I believe it'll prove it to you if you want to study hard enough. But brethren, the eyes of those guests, those who have never joined the church of the living God will be upon the church which is the bride of Christ and also upon Christ on the throne of glory. All eyes will be upon him. There's going to be a wedding there someday. Amen. You sure is. The churches are individually governed here under the same power, the Godhead. But there, they're going to be one. There's no such a thing as a universal church in this world. There's no other church. It is, that isn't true. That's false doctrine. And so, therefore, that's what it all uh, winds up to be in that sense. We're not going to have an attitude. We're not going to have feelings that... Uh, uh, it's all divine feeling. It's all divine power and divine glory over there. The affectionate part's not there as it is here on this earth. And so you won't be rejoined with your wife and rejoined with, you know, you'll identify them. But as far as our, our way of life there is entirely a different environment. I'm glad. Not that I don't care for my wife, nor my children. But brethren, it's going to be so glorified. I tell you, you've got some reason to fight for this cause. I'm going somewhere where it's going to be everlasting living. Speaks in one place where Jesus said, he said, he wasn't the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. It truly is. So they're pure spirits. They are sexless. And for in the resurrection, mankind neither marry nor given in marriage, but are the angels of God in heaven. They are immortal. 
They are immortal. Neither can they visit this Luke 20, 36. Now this has to do, first part is as to mankind, neither can they die anymore. Now that's talking about uh, human beings that's been saved. For they are equal unto the angels and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection. We are the children of the resurrection. We're going to be likened to angels. In other words, they don't ever die, and we don't ever die. Angels are possessed, uh, are possessed with superhuman and yet finite wisdom and power. They don't know everything. They've not been told everything. They're only allowed to know what God wants them to know. Just like you and me, for that matter. You may study, you may study for years on the subject and just can't get an answer. And you older preachers know what I'm talking about, or any of you that's ever tried it. You just wrestle something for years and years and years and just couldn't understand why in the world I don't understand that. And all of a sudden, you might be in the pulpit preaching. And that thing just opened up just as wide to you as possibly. Well, why didn't I see that before? Because you weren't ready for it. That's why. And had you been, had you been thinking you was ready for it and, Lord, I'm ready to receive it, just give it to me. I'll tell you why. You'd say, look what I saw done. Look what I come up with. You give God the glory. All this comes down from above. And when you're ready for it, to give him the glory and honor for it, he'll give it to you. But not until. So that's some reasons why you don't get the answer. In 2 Peter 2.11, in regards to power, Whereas angels which are greater in power and might bring not railing accusations against them before the Lord. Matthew twenty four thirty six. But all that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels in heaven. They don't know when God's going to bring the end of time. They don't know. Neither do you. You wouldn't walk by faith if you did. And you give up doing as much as you're doing now. You know, you know that? You, you know you wouldn't work as hard? I tell you, uh, the Lord, the, the devil, if he works on any of us and, and has any dominance over us whatsoever, He'll make a Baptist preacher as lazy as he possibly can be. And he's about as worthless as anything there is when he does. I've been there. It won't work. You recognize your call. Recognize your call. Now, I will admit to you that when I finally ended up giving over to the Lord to preach the gospel, I'd heard some, uh, we had some very fine, deep preachers that were very knowledgeable. 
before my time. Oh, they had studied and they had worked. But the, when I was growing up as a boy, and I'm not, I'm not speaking against God, it was the people, the men he called the priests, they got in their head that all you had to do is stand up here and open your mouth and it'll come. It'll just fall out. And I told you last year what happened to that, don't I? You remember that? Well, I'm going to repeat it. A hot tongue. That's what's going to fall out. You're not going to get by with that. If it's all going to come out of heaven, what are we doing with this? Words. What they say, what they pin this on is when he sent out the disciples among the, his chosen people. And don't take strips, and don't take, don't take a pocketbook, and don't take extra clothes, don't take anything. And man's worthy of his hire, and I'll give it to you in that hour. But they didn't read far enough. You go over several chapters more, and he gives the command go out, take the strip, take the cloak, take whatever's necessary with you. You've got to know who's doing the talking, to whom he's talking to, and what he's talking about. Or you'll never be a preacher. He won't do for you what you can do for yourself. And when you've exhausted all your efforts and then lean mightily on him, he'll take over that. Now, I'm not, I'm not running anybody down if you want to use notes. I'm using this outline so I can kind of stick my to this, and that's why they re recommend this. But I don't use notes when I go to preach. I'm sure that there's some people who thought I ought to, well, I got done, but... But they didn't call me to preach. They just, they just called to pray. And the back the preacher was prayer and being present in the house of God and with his means. I'm talking about financial means. And I'm not going back down from that. I'm like an old brother at home. He got, I mean, he wouldn't spare anybody. His soul's been in glory for years. But he said, they can't do no more but cut my head off, and I'll be better off anyway. You ever stop to think about that? Well, I leave this old world. I'm going to be better off than I am right here in this pulpit. Second, First Peter 1 Peter 1.12. In whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you and with the Holy Ghost came down from heaven which things the angels desired to look unto. Now they weren't given the privilege to preach the gospel. But you know it was such a delight to them to know of it and the deliverance of it and the effectiveness of it that they wanted to. Their desire sometimes is greater than some preachers are. 
but they're not allowed to do it. You are. All right, I've got to hurry. All these plots. And you'll have to look up the rest of this. I've got to get on through it. Okay? By character, they're called the holy ones, or saints. And that's in Job 5.1. Job is one of the most early, if not the earliest book ever written. And, and you'll find out in the scriptures why. Because he didn't have anything else to go to in all of his situations. Now you say he had to go, he could go to God. I'm talking about, we've got, we've got a reference here to go by. You understand what I'm talking about? He didn't have any former scriptures to go by. He didn't have anything to guide him. Other than God, and that, and that was just uh, uh, trial and error, if you want to put it that way, you know. And he was human. He had Stephen, Psalms 805, or 5, and then Daniel Jude, Daniel 8, 13, and Jude 14 will tell you. Now, later we find them as ministrators. Angels are ministrators of the law. And that's found in Galatians 2.19, but that refers to man. For Barnabas and, and uh, Saul, was, they laid their hands on him and sent him out to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. They was acting as ministers uh, of, of, of the law and, and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ being crucified. They're, they're also referred to as heralds of the, heralds of the gospel. And that's when you know that uh, they appeared unto the shepherds and said, Unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior which is Christ the Lord. And behind that, the whole holy angels, a host of them, uh, joined in. I tell you, brethren, search it deeply. You'll find that those times about the nunciation, the coming of the Son of Man and to Mary and of the of uh, John the Baptist uh, and all the other things and the J Jesus arriving there thing that didn't come from the mouth of man brother it came from the holy angels from heaven first he put his divine approval on that now listen to me angels are not a family and they're not referred to as a family they're referred to as a company or host they are without ancestry or posterity, ends or falls in his own individuality, as they could not fall through the ancestry or become corrupt through hereditary law because they weren't made like man. They cannot, when fallen, become subject to the redemption through the second federal head. They're doomed. James, James writing said that the, 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 the angels heard, they heard the word and trembled. Those are those of darkness, brothers and sisters. Those are fell. No redemption for them. When he met the demoniac in the cemetery, you know what those the, uh, the man called Legion, and the devil said to him, they knew he was the son of God. They knew he was the son of God. They said, 
Have you come to torment us before time? So in Hebrews 2.16, For barely he, meaning Christ, took not on himself the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. That's the only way he could pay the debt for man's sin. I'd like to leave this thought with you, brethren, and I hope you agree with me. When Christ died on that cross for the souls of every man, he died like unto an individual that died in his sins and was going to be cast into hell. It had to be that way because it was not a complete divine plan. He didn't die as a saved individual or as a savior until mankind. He died as a, a, as a black and to a sinner. Yet he did not sin. He sure did. He knows what it's like for a sinner to die in his sins. Now I've got one little proof of that. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He turned his face from him. He can't look upon sin except through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And I want you to understand this very clearly. That's why he's got all of these holy angels reporting to him. If you don't agree with me, I won't argue with you. You may have just as much struggle as I did with this. Seven stars, thou sawest in thy right hand, the seven golden candlesticks. I'm talking about earthly angels. The angels, uh, the angels uh, uh, looked into the word, pardon me, when one looked at the word angel in original sense, messengers, I believe, is referred to God, uh, to God, uh, called ministers, and they only of those on earth. And then he says about the seven stars, the seven candlesticks, I told you about that. And then the seven churches and the seven uh, pastors of those churches. All right? Now, he fights, they fight battles for you. Did you know that? One of the greatest wars invisible in the universe is angels fighting off Satan in your behalf. Do you believe that? If you don't, you better. Now, because I said so, because the Word says so. Look up Daniel 10, 9, and 12. And you'll find where that Daniel went and prayed. He was wanting revelation. In other words, he wanted to, uh, as to, he was called to put down prophecy, even to the end of time. And think about the coming of the great, uh, of, the, uh, of the, the great nation that will never be destroyed, uh, which is the church of the living God. And he didn't get any answers. He went three weeks without a wine or bread or meat. I'm sure he drank some water to keep himself from dehydrating, but he was in, he was in uh, uh, mourning. And you go on down to the ninth and 10th verses of Daniel in that chapter, and you'll find out where that the angel comes on the scene, and he says, uh, I heard you the first time, but he said I had to leave you for 21 days and go join uh, Michael in fighting the great battle against the king. So don't get too angry when you ask for help all of a sudden. You're saying they're to come. 
to just come. That goes for me as well as you. My time is not to elect. All right, angels are to be not to be worshipped. They're not to be worshipped. And we find John, I'm just going to mention this so I don't have time to read it. Uh, uh, he, uh, uh, John, uh, one appeared before him more than once in Revelation, and he fell down worshiping. And the angel said, uh, says unto me, he said, uh, do it not. Thou do it not. Means don't worship me. For I am thy fellow servant, and all thy brethren, the prophets, of them which keep the sayings of this book. One more thing I want to say to you before this comes to a close. Brethren, that isn't the finalized thing of this. Individually and collectively when your time comes to go. I'll tell you what's, not, what's going to happen to you. Hey, brethren, I'm not going to leave this world alone. And I don't have wings to fly. But there's going to be some there to do. And I'm going to tell you there are. Do you read about the rich man Lazarus? And many, many others. I'll tell you, brothers, he's going to sweep me out of this place. He sure is. And when he comes in the clouds of glory, not the clouds of war, of, 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 of storm, he's going to come in the clouds of glory. Oh, he's holy angels.